Hey everybody, welcome back to uh, the great and terrible AHS. We're doing Roanoke, which is season six, and um, it's already confusing. So don't worry <laughs> if you if you thought that was going to stop. <laughs> Bad news. <laughs> um, I am joined again by uh, Slow Beef and Miss Shadow Lovely. Hello, hello. Hello. Hey. Um, oh, so... All this right. one is done in the style of oh god okay Liz you wrote it out you're probably gonna do this way better than me yeah Please go, I also go ahead. I'm the one who vouched for this season so I'll I'll try to explain it to the best of my ability <laughs> um, okay so um, what you need to know people who are not watching along you're only listening um, you need to understand something from the very beginning and that this season is a mockumentary. Um, called My Roanoke Nightmare, um, in which there are two separate casts of actors playing the same characters, one in the format of on-camera um, documentary-style interviews, and then the other set is playing the actors who are reenacting um, the things that happen to the people who are giving the interviews. Um, so it's supposed to be like a fictionalized version of a non-fiction documentary uh, about the happenings of, I, I wouldn't say it's a tragedy, just like, you know how like shows like I Survived or something like that, where they basically interview people who survived uh, terrible, terrible things um, and then reenact those things using actors. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of a deal. Um, so, when, yeah. Oh, I, go ahead. I think it's worth mentioning, too, when this show aired... Um, so, so episode one has no like title card or like uh, opening. So it starts opens up with like this title card for my Roanoke nightmare with like a tree growing with like red a white tree with like red roots like a like, logo style thing. So mm -hmm. I think there was an intention to kind of like trick viewers a little be like, what am I watching? This is an American horror story. And then, oh, it is. But like this is coming off of hotel like another what really a dastardly trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was just watching a random unrelated horror yeah. series. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, it, American it, it, Horror it, Story. Right. Is that Sarah Paulson? She's another show? <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't quite work as intended, but I think that's what they were going for. Because also, My Roanoke so Nightmare prepared. is like a terrible name for a documentary that spans like 10 episodes or whatever, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I propose, if, as Slowby had mentioned earlier when we were discussing, it's not, at this point at least, it's not too important to distinguish the real characters from the documentary versions of the characters because they don't really interact. It's just the real version tells something and then the documentary versions do the reenactment. Yeah. So I'm thinking we do... Like, how do we how okay, do we do so this conveniently? Here's, here's I, I'm my thinking idea. We do like R Shelby and A Shelby, which is real Shelby and actor Shelby. The, yeah, separately. yeah, that's how I have it listed in my notes. The only way, because I know something that happens later in the season, and as as it, unimportant as it is now, it will become important to. I assumed them. as much. Um, yeah, yeah. It seems they like love they, it. they they have love, to. They love this gimmick. They couldn't not. And it's, yeah. and it's gonna get so much worse in like five episodes. Um, mm -hmm. So the way that I have it noted, and I had to redo my notes like three times to make this like understandable, is the first couple episodes. <laughs> it's not really that important. It is just a documentary. So I just have it listed as like interview and reenactment, yeah. and like I have real Shelby versus actor Shelby, and I've indicated all like we can say who the actors are or actresses if we want to for each person. Um, it, right now, it's not super relevant, but. Um, 
if it is a person giving the interview, it's not super important. We spend a lot of times in the reenactments and the reenactments are what is the primary focus for the first couple of episodes. Um, but understand that like there is a real air air quotes, big air quotes, a real person yeah. giving the narration over the reenactment being done by other people when the reenactment is happening. So like the it, character is being narrated over by the real person while being acted yeah. by another person. So so our Shelby to just if you are watching along help help clarify this. Our Shelby is Lily Rob, I believe. Mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. And A Shelby is Sarah Paulson. Yeah. So it, it, it yeah, so that's assume that format for everything we'll probably just use their normal names for the most part but if it is relevant yeah that's what we mean yes. is there's two people playing the same person both fictitious in this show Man, I, I love, love having to here. give an index at the beginning of an episode <laughs> if this also if you haven't seen it luckily for us if you're not following along at home there's a show going on hbo max right now called uh the rehearsal by nathan fielder which also has like actors he hired playing like real people but they're real people like you know in the documentary style so if you're having trouble following but you've seen the rehearsal it's sort of like that what we're talking about <laughs> but if it helps but better um <laughs> anyway all so, right uh, so i guess we? i guess we crack it open um like slow beef mentioned it's a little bit weird they like they really commit to the mockumentary thing because the title of this episode is just chapter one mm -hmm. um they also like the the like opening thing they give us with the Myron Oak nightmare that like tree thing they put it at the end of every what would be a commercial break mm -hmm. um in the TV show American Horror Story um in a way that like it kind of uh mimics like if you watch like Ghost like, Adventures like that Ghost kind Hunter of a show. shows yeah I, Ghost I, I, shows. I was gonna say yeah, yeah absolutely where they have the hard cut to some green text over a black background through a night vision goggle that says ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it plays a lot. Like, I don't think we'll probably be calling out every time it happens because it is truly every commercial break. But like they are cramming it down your throat that we are watching a different TV show. Um, Thankfully, that card is only like three seconds long, yeah. so it's not too big of a deal. If it was like a 30-second thing every time, it would be mm -hmm. unbelievable. We would be watching it for an hour by the end of this season. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it is so many things. But it does what um, a lot of these shows, these type of shows do, where it's like you know a re a recounting of something um where it starts with our first interview which is real shelby which is lily rob um and she's like explaining she starts off with a really weird tidbit of information which is that her and her husband who is named matt um real matt is andre holland um a, like this is a really weird piece of information they're like everybody hates us because we're the perfect couple um, um and like that's not a plot point ever and also the only other named character in this episode um distinctly starts with how much of a bad couple they are um which i think is very funny yeah that like she's like oh everyone just hated because they said they felt like they weren't as in love as we were which is again just I, come on <laughs> come on now <laughs> yeah um like they, they start to like kind of introduce these characters what we're supposed to kind of glean from it they live in la um matt real matt comes on for his part of the interview and he explains that he won a free yoga class from his silicon valley job or uh sales in silicon valley job um and that's where he met 
Shelby, because um, she's a yoga instructor, and apparently L.A. is the yoga capital of the world, which doesn't seem true, because I don't think yoga was uh, invented um, in America at all. I think it's a practice that's been going on for a very, very long time, and is probably more popular in other parts of the world. Uh, okay, but through a capitalist lens, <laughs> that's where the most money is made from yoga. Therefore, it's the capitalist yoga. Ca- capitalist yoga. Sorry, I have to go throw Ooh. up. I'll be back. If you excuse me, but I thought we had dropped politics ever since season seven of American Horror Story. <laughs> they were easing us in since this is the since this is the one before it. They're easing us into the idea of a whole season dedicated to it. Right. Uh, and that's when it cuts to our first reenactment where actor Shelby, who's Sarah Paulson, um, is pregnant and they go out to celebrate something. I don't even remember what they were celebrating. And then the myth of the knockout game becomes real and it's so funny. Oh, my it really God. Is. Like, just, he, like just some random guy just walks up to him and is just like, "Hey!" and just punches him in the mouth, and he just like goes down like a like a sack of potatoes. They're trying to make it serious, but like you just don't expect it, and then he just gets hit. It's because the knockout game isn't real and doesn't make sense. So when someone does it and you see it, you're like, "Wow, that's really stupid." <laughs> Yeah, uh, actor Matt gets punched in the face, like, immediately. Like, I cannot overstate, they are just walking down the street, and then some dude's like, and then just punches Matt in the face. Um, And he goes down like a sack of bricks, like, fully. Just, (laughs) Just like, folds. (laughs) Folds. Which, I don't know, I I have taken a lot of punches, because I did martial arts for, like, 15 years. Um... Maybe okay, I'm just jaded, so, but like no, I, no. <laughs> specifically there there are ways you can get knocked out in a single punch. This is a known thing, but you have to get hit in certain yes. places, like particularly the nerve cluster on your jaw. Yeah, which, considering his orbital socket was broken, we find out later means he got punched in the eye. To which I say, how did you get punched in the eye so hard you went unconscious? Yeah, without like losing the eye as well, like without losing the eye. Yeah, um, <laughs> and like. I was watch partying this with people and so like I was I was having to take notes and talk to chat so I wasn't super paying attention but like Shelby does kind of like she she gets to the ground somehow she either gets pushed allegedly or she falls like but I do remember it's not like she wasn't like shoved like super hard she just ends up on the ground next to Matt somehow. Um, yeah, like the Undertaker didn't like pick her up from the <laughs> rover and hit her with a tombstone. Like she yeah. just kind of like she, toppled a little. Whereas Matt folded like a like a cloth napkin, she kind of gently <laughs> descended to the ground. Um, this is only relevant because apparently this is what makes her miscarry her baby. Um, mm. the, like and then which, like Matt's giving like this thing saying it's a gang initiation, which like I don't think gangs make also you punch they people. Say they're like. <laughs> They're like, it was the worst day of our lives. I'm like, I don't know. I've been punched once or twice. Like, it sucks. It's not like the worst day of my life. I'm usually like, fuck, man. Ah, god damn it. And then like, I go about my day. I might punch them back. (laughs) You know, like that's about it. It's not the worst. (laughs) I don't know if you could. You would have to like punch my nuts off. (laughs) Like literally de-nut me via fist. (laughs) That's the only way. (laughs) The thing that's ridiculous too is that documentary is trying to like cut this together. So it's for dramatic effect because it's like, oh, he got knocked, he got hit in the knockout game because that was in the news when this was airing or whatever. But then it's like, 
all of a sudden then while she's in the hospital and he wakes up from the coma which you're supposed to be like oh okay things are better her she starts bleeding from the leg like 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 blood starts dripping down her thigh like they show and it's like the baby's miscarried so like the miscarriage was on this like time delay from when she got like pushed and they mentioned maybe it was the stress but it's like exactly when the you've hit like you know the valley of the knockout game to the peak of everything's gonna be okay it's like oh afraid not no you know what i yeah. mean like it's all very convenient they, for the they frame it in like such a wild way because like i can understand like it was the worst day of our lives from the like context of like we miscarried our baby but they right. focus so much in on this scene on punched. him getting punched like that's the yeah. bad thing that happened like mm-hmm. they, they, they also they're like, like oh by the way we miscarried our baby he he also he got punched in the face yeah, yeah. It's- and also because like a-, a Shelby when she's describing it too she's like oh he he wasn't gonna wake up unless I'm there with him like he got punched in the eye and like the doctor came out and was like yeah his orbital socket's broken we'll have to like operate on that no big deal I'm not a really big thing but he's still unconscious which even more so is like <laughs> As someone who has knocked people unconscious, if you knock someone unconscious via like blunt force or by choking them out, they get back up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> like, they generally do. Like they don't feel great usually. It sucks. Their head hurts a lot, but like they get back up. Yeah. It's not like you get punched and you're down for like an hour and a half. <sighs> you may have seen boxing matches where someone goes down and then after like 20 seconds they're picking them up and they look confused and dazed and out of sorts. But right. Not unconscious. <laughs> Not unconscious. I truly think he was just taking a nap because, like, if it was a coma, I think there would be, like, a little bit more, like, worry. But a thing that, not to give American Horror Story any credit, but, like, a thing that a lot of TV shows get wrong is, like, if you get hit hard enough that you go unconscious for any period of time, but especially an extended period of time where your magic wife has to come wake you up, um, <laughs> that does some pretty lasting damage. Uh, that's not the kind yes. of thing that you can just have happen a lot. That last, that's, that's head trauma yeah. you've experienced yep. head trauma um and that would have a lot of negative repercussions moving forward and, but um they don't and not just from american yet. watching american horror story oh hey get out of here you i'm not oh, even no, in no. <laughs> we can't have this again she's not for until next season i can't <laughs> i can't go through this again um, oh my god. So he gets. He I'm gets, from the 70s! <laughs> Where's my wife, Baby Babbitt? <laughs> my the actor so, of the character, well, you'll never know! Hey. Oh so, since, since Matt got into a random run in with fucking Saitama and got blitzed off the planet, um, he has decided <laughs> it is no longer safe in LA because I am soft and susceptible to damage. Yeah. <laughs> I need to move. <laughs> So they pick North Carolina? So <laughs> yeah. Famous, famously gentle place. North Carolina. Famously gentle place. The woods. Uh, <laughs> okay, so I, I know. Is, like, yeah. This is so confusing because like they're like we chose North Carolina and then like <clears throat> it shows them like walking through the woods having a picnic. So I assume they are established in North Carolina already because like you don't just like be like I think we should move to North Carolina and then go walk through the woods to have a picnic. Like you probably already have a place to live, right? Um, but then they are going through the woods to have a picnic and they stumble across this like really dilapidated house in the middle of the woods. Uh, with no roads leading up to it or anything that was apparently built in 19, or 1792, and they're like, we got to buy this shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you just moved here. You just moved. You don't have another house or another like apartment? Like They mentioned, <laughs> imagine his family is in the area, and that's why. But yeah, it's it's quick. I guess, I don't know. It's just, 
it's a little silly. His family, who will re- soon realize is great and very supportive and has no problems, and definitely was good to move closer <laughs> yeah. to. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they find this house. They fall in love with it. Um, they it's decide, not a good oh, we're, house. Just so we're clear, it's not a good house. No. I, I had a friend who bought a very similar house uh, in college, and it... Yeah, it was like endless work repairing it, had all sorts of problems. Like, it's the kind of house you can definitely live in, but to say it is a comfortable modern abode would be uh, the stretch of the century, because it is very thoroughly dilapidated, like, random windows going out, just, yeah, like, it it was built in 1792, and it looks like the last time it got an update was about 1842, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, it's it's important to note, there is... When they find it, there's a for sale sign, which, first of all, kind of ineffective for a sale sign. It's in the middle of the woods. Um, I don't know who would have seen it. But it's important to note that there is a for sale sign, which means the house was for sale before they found it. They just happened to find it because this becomes a point of contention for the rest of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They they decide to trespass and just walk through it. Uh mm-hmm. <laughs> While they're in the woods, they're like, yeah, we can probably go in here. And they do. Um, no worry about, like, you know, animals or anything. They have taken up residence in there. Um, so they decide they're going to they're gonna try and buy it. And there's an auction, I guess, pretty, pretty quick after that. Um, mm-hmm. And the auction is an auctioneer, them, and um, a group of rednecks called the Polks. Their names are the Polks. A, a group? <laughs> A group of of characters that would be a bit much in Resident Evil Seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I can't overstate. Like <laughs> they are it, one of them. They like put fake teeth on top of his regular yeah, teeth to be like, looks... be like, oh, look at this, and it just looks wicked stupid. It really <laughs> it, does. Like, doesn't look like anything a person would look like. It looks yeah. like something you'd get maybe not at Party City, like something a like a, ti- a costume stop a tiny spirit, bit more. Spirit Halloween. Yes. Spirit yes. Halloween yes. teeth. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to I think since this is American Horror Story, they're like, well, since it's in the reenactment, this is actually my Roanoke Nightmares problem not ours okay. they did a bad job characterizing the polks not us and and like the polks by the way are like actively dirty and oiled up and like it is it's so wild like they are characters from a horror game entirely yeah there's no no real people exist like this <laughs> it's wild right it's yeah is a no yeah. good and yeah uh, so so it's like i guess it's supposed to be like a government auction kind of thing you know where like where it's like foreclosed and i don't know i i don't i don't know i've never bought a house at an auction before so i'm not sure how accurate this is yeah. but they're doing the old auctioneer yep. style thing yep and it's just the two parties and they start with twenty one thousand, which like yeah it's a dilapidated house in the middle of fucking nowhere in north carolina in like 2000 whatever before the bubble yeah. <laughs> before the bubble got yeah. real big it does come um, with 10 acres though which is a pretty substantial a chunk of chunk of sure. land for that much money um mm-hmm. you would you wouldn't yeah. do this at like a, a like a like a, a town hall or something yeah, though, nearby like that is exactly what i was gonna say is like you don't have the auction on a foreclosed property at the foreclosed property like you have it at like an auction house or if it's government it's like a town hall like 
Or even just like people submit forms and you go over the forms because this kind of auction would get as little as money as possible unless the stupidest man alive, Matt, was there. In which case, then it all of a sudden (laughs) you get double what you were expecting because Matt's an idiot. (laughs) Matt's really good at auctions because um, they say it's $21,000 and Matt's like, hee hee, what's wrong with it? And the Polks are like, hurricanes. And I'm like... Um, I have lots of family in North Carolina. I go up there quite a bit. Um, that's not an issue typically. Like they get some, and they get like the remnants of some. Um, hurricanes, not not really an issue. I feel like someone like Matt would know that. Um, and then uh, Matt bids super high, even though no one else yeah, like, bid on it. <laughs> like to be clear, they're going like twenty one thousand, twenty two thousand, twenty six thousand, twenty seven thousand, and then Matt goes. 40,000 and everyone <laughs> looks at him confused and um Shelby's like this got me so hot when he blew our life savings for no discernible reason <laughs> <laughs> to flex nothing, on the nothing polks. really gets no, mm-hmm. no, nothing really aligns my chakras like that let me tell you Jeez, please. <laughs> and then the auctioneer's like oh, okay i guess like i guess that the polks had like a twenty nine thousand dollar uh budget and it's gone so um then there's a little nasty boy hiding behind a tree uh watching them we just see his shoulder and he's kind of hooting and hollering a little bit all we see is his dirty dirty shoulder watching them uh, and then that's the end of the scene um <laughs> So Not the only the reason you wouldn't just do that out in the woods with nobody around to witness it or anything, yeah. you know? You know, you you know how you like to do things where large transactions of money occur um, away from the public eye and kind of right. secluded areas and places notorious for having a lot of people who own guns. Um, yeah, right. no, there's no reason you would want to have that in a public uh, format whatsoever. I nah. agree. What what malfeasance could there even be? Come on, you couldn't bribe the auctioneer. You could, you know what I mean? Like it, whatever. I mean, you get the idea. So I don't even have to go. It's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> this is but- so stupid. Anyway, Some yeah. of you may be wondering who the little nasty boy is. No idea. Um, more on that later, I guess, because all we see is him kind of standing behind a tree. Um, we don't see his face or anything. Um, but then it's the next scene. Um, I don't even remember if there's an opening. I truly do not, because I was too there's busy not. trying to figure out how I'm going to make my notes for this fucked up season. No, there, um, there's no opening. This is okay, uh, they, this one's just a mer- this God. one just this one just goes with the conceit. Like, nope, it's my, my Roanoke nightmare. nightmare. Don't you don't okay. know what you're watching? Nope. Who knows? You know. Thank God, damn! I really would have loved like a Zach Bagans Ghost I- Adventure style opening for this season. <laughs> I can confirm this because I didn't know that the um, opening theme of American Horror Story Season 7 had a a, a leitmotif in it Mm -hmm. um, until the very end of this episode where during the credits they play the American Horror Story leitmotif, Um, which I now am aware is the American Horror Story leitmotif. Weird they just saved it entirely until the end for this episode, but hey, you do you, American Horror Story. (laughs) Yep. Ah, then we we're still in a reenactment, by the way. This is still continuing the reenactment. Um, now we get a really like stereotypical <clears throat> like we just bought an old house that we're fixing up montage um, where they don't really accomplish anything. Like they truly don't accomplish anything. The house is exactly <laughs> the same um, as it is at the beginning of the montage. Um, and Matt's giving kind of a voice, real Matt's giving a voiceover, talking about how Shelby kind of still was a little bit distant, so she's probably still sad about the miscarriage. So, of course, what would they do except for start fucking? Um, it's American Horror Story. We gotta have somebody fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they start fucking <laughs> in this house they've made no progress in. Um, 
And in the middle of fucking, someone who sounds like a pig man starts absolutely squawking outside, hooting and hollering. Just I, I love that you also feel like it was very obvious that it was specifically a pig man, because mm-hmm. I agree. The way the screams were, I was like, that's like a pig mixed with a man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is absolutely like, there's nothing that could be other than a pig man. Um, and then you hear the like, really big bangs on the door, too. Like, confu- like, not like pounding on the door, like actively throwing their body into the door three times and then running away. Or like crashing um, a vehicle. Very loud banging yeah and so matt's like okay i'm gonna go take care of this and um shelby's like wait no what if it's those racist dudes with guns like don't do that and matt goes actually i know better and just puts on his jeans and runs outside um and they're the trash cans have like comedic monster energy drink can slash marks through them like huge ones like I'm talking like you would need a ma- like three machetes in parallel stabbed into the trash can and ripped across with like the force of a a large person. Um, and Matt goes, "Huh, might be raccoons." Yeah, <laughs> the trash cans are bleeding. There are like there's blood on the gashes in it's ridiculous. the trash yeah. can. Like the tr- like the trash can is bleeding. Um, <laughs> incredible raccoons in North Carolina. Let me tell you, yeah, raccoon or maybe a bear. In which I was like, okay, bear would have been a more fair assessment, but right. like we're past bear now. Like we've gone past bears. Don't do this. Uh, and then he <laughs> looks over into the woods, and a trash can that is also cut open and bleeding uh, fly. I like. Truly is launched out of a trebuchet, uh, Matt. Like, yeah, it is, like, no one throws like this. It was launched. This was absolutely a prop catapult. Like, <laughs> like, the thing that killed me about it was, like, the arc was as gentle as possible. I was like, this is not someone hucking an object directly at another person. This is a catapult trying to get it over the castle walls. Right. <laughs> Oh my god! And then something screams at him from the fog again. Probably a pig man. Um, and then Matt's like, "It's probably those rednecks from earlier." Um, and I'm like, "Hmm, interesting that that's the hill we're deciding to die on." But go <laughs> yeah, off, right? I guess. Like- go off, I guess. This is like if he had put together that it was a catapult, and he's like, "Rednecks love just randomly building catapults and launching <laughs> shit in the middle of nowhere." Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "A hundred percent, yes, yeah, I yeah, have yeah. been that guy, one hundred percent." But it's not that. It's there's a demon throwing trash cans at me and howling, and I'm like, "Probably, probably those hillbillies." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what people who live in North Carolina get up to. I know because I'm from LA, the yoga capital of the world. But it's like he's playing Family Feud with it. Like, show me raccoons. Like, eh, all right, show me hillbillies. You know, like just like random guesses. Like, Everyone's clapping, going, "Good guess, Matt. Good yeah, guess." Yeah, good and answer. Steve good Harvey's answer. like looking at him, like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> raccoons. So, um, so we just move on from the fucking trash can murder launcher yep. uh, with no real recourse or follow up. Uh, don't worry, there never will be any. Yep. <laughs> episode, at least. Um, and Shelby was doing her yoga and fell asleep and apparently had. <laughs> but how does that work? It's not really portrayed <laughs> okay, as a hallucination. I, I have to say, um, as someone who has fallen asleep during a yoga class. Um, yeah. Typically, that means your yoga class is going really well. It means you're really relaxed. <laughs> but she pr- paints it as like it fucked her up. Like, oh no, I fell it's asleep also, and it fucked me it, up. 
Yeah, it's weird because, like, the way she's describing it is, like, a much more active style yoga. Because yoga is a wide spectrum of exercises that go between, like, gentle stretching that could easily lull you to sleep to, like, very active strengthening exercises, which is what it sounded like she was doing. Um, And then she just, yeah, fell asleep and um, heard some hail outside, to which I immediately was like, oh, that's hail. Why is she? The thing that's weird about this She's inside and hears things bouncing off the roof that look and sound like hail. And her immediate response is, oh, my God, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, it's hail, lady. This happens. <laughs> this, is a thing. Yeah. this is a natural weather phenomenon. And she oh. goes, no, this isn't hail. It's something more. And I know because that's the sound of teeth. Teeth, 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 yep. teeth. And that's like all of a sudden she walks outside and it's just teeth it's- everywhere from the sky all over the floor. <laughs> teeth, teeth, teeth. A comical amount of teeth, by the way. Tornado it's dentata, not- yes. Yeah, it's-, it's not like someone sitting above her door gently sprinkling some teeth they found. It is no, fully hailstorming teeth at the moment. Tons and tons of teeth. <laughs> She's stepping on them, picking them up, investigating them. There are teeth everywhere. And she's like, oh, that's not good. And so she runs back in the house, I guess. And um, Matt, I guess, was in town, an unnamed town. Raleigh, actually, he says sometimes. I think he has to go to because, like, for the city, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think this time he's just in the small town. That ah, he was they just were... running errands. Yeah, okay. he like literally said but I was just worry. driving out he to will, grab groceries. He will go to the city many times. Yeah, this you're right. You're right. Episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, He's a traveling salesman who travels exactly two hours away. Yeah. And that's it. <laughs> Multiple times per episode. Um, But he was like, I was in town. He comes home and she's freaked out. Um, And she he's like, what happened? And she's like, it rained teeth. And he's like, I don't see any teeth. And she's like, well, I did. Um, and he's like, oh, no, it was just I the know what I store. saw, which, <laughs> by the way, Sarah Paulson, I knew what I saw. Count one. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It starts. Uh, it the- starts immediately. Sarah Paulson, everyone around her denying what she saw was real. I think it's like, uh, yeah. And also, like, with that, with, with like a torrential downpour of teeth, like, wouldn't some be on your clothes? Wouldn't you have picked one up? Like, not to be, like, gross, like, who wants teeth? She but, like, did pick one up. She picked she one up. She did pick one up and carry it inside. Yeah. yeah. And also, she admitted she fell asleep during her yoga. So it's like, this mm-hmm. is one of those things that I would probably wake up and go, whew, messed up dream. I heard the hail and thought it was teeth. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, honey, I had the weirdest dream. Yeah, I thought it was raining teeth. Is that messed up or what? Let's go bang. Yeah. <laughs> but this is where. Instead, instead, it's just like, I no, I saw the teeth. I, I drove through. It was it was just hail. It was little balls of ice. No yeah. teeth. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, that's where it starts to also get, like, a little... I know what happens later, and I'm trying to, like, Mm -hmm. understand what, like, retroactively what this was about, because, like, this starts a very interesting split where they both insinuate or uh, insist that Sarah Paulson's character is getting gaslit, um, and that, like, no one believes her. But also, simultaneously, Matt believes that everything that happens, including the teeth rain, is because of the Polks. Um, I don't know which is funnier, honestly. I think we've already had gaslit Sarah Paulson before, so I'm gonna go with Matt thinking, um, it's the hillbillies, and very funny. Very funny to think that someone is making it rain teeth just to fuck with you. 
I think um, we sh- we probably should have mentioned too. Um, so I've seen half, like about half of the season. So I actually don't know what's going on. So my guess though was since there's a ghost style documentary about this, that this must not be the Pokes, and the, you know must must be the Pokes, right? Like I feel like that, but I I don't know for sure, honestly. So. Without I don't revealing know. I mean, it, I will tell you there is no way for me to explain it to you because you will okay, not well, like the answer. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I knew I wasn't going to like it no matter what. I mean, that was just a guess. You will hate, but, you know. you will hate the answer when it eventually arrives. Well, we'll get, we'll, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Matt says the most frustrating thing I've ever heard, which is the weather takes some getting used to. Like implying that his wife, not only gaslighting his wife, but also implying that like... She's never seen hail, which I mean, I guess it's fair because she did react to LA. hail in I a mean, way like someone who's never seen hail before. So I guess that's fair. I mean, I guess L.A., right? Like that kind of went. But still, it's weird, too, because like even if it's your first hailstorm, because we don't get it a lot in New Jersey. It's like mm-hmm. it's like you've heard of hail. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, oh, that's that hail I've been here. And not like, what the f- what? I have to Google <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Hail? Yeah. It, like, you know. like again, it's it's yeah, it's like oh, it's the heavy snow. I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of the heavy hard snow. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like I don't know. Like I, I imagine other parts of the country don't get hurricanes very much, but people in like Washington know what a hurricane is. Like right. they know what it yeah. does. They know what happens. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah, it's. It's, again, it's like it's like if you've never been to a part of the world where sometimes it just rains while the sun is out. It can be a little weird if you've never been in it before, but also it's not yeah, it's not like, oh my god, the world is ending, it's snowing and the sun is out. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. It uh, yeah. Um well that's well, the end of that. Matt needs to go on business. <laughs> Matt has important important traveling business to do two hours away take note of two hours away it's gonna happen a lot (laughs) yeah so this is business trip number one for this episode um Mm -hmm. he's going to raleigh um which i also made a a note um again i have a lot of family in north carolina um raleigh is like pretty much like he's pretty central to north carolina which is already not a very large state i say as someone who has lived my whole life in texas everything is a minimum of four hours away um but like Mm -hmm. Two hours gets you out of North Carolina in most places. Um, unless you were going like tip to tip, like I don't know where. Th- I guess they're saying they're in Roanoke. Um, well, it it like, doesn't make you, any sense. <laughs> why would you buy like a house so far removed from anything if you have a job that requires so much travel? You know what I That's mean? That's what I mean. Like I assume they had a house or an apartment like that was better than this, right. and then they were like, "Nah, we gotta buy the weird murder shack well, in the woods." Wait. Roanoke is Virginia. Virginia, mm-hmm. correct. Okay, all right. That explains a lot of my yeah. Like I'm bad at geography, but this was very confusing to me. Yeah, three hours away, Raleigh to uh, Roanoke, Virginia. Mm. Yeah, even though they very yeah, clearly said that they moved said to North he's Carolina. Moving to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's no, the part he, that makes he, this very confusing. Yes. Is they very clearly state we're going to North Carolina to live <sighs> at this house in North Carolina, Again, comma I won't, Virginia. I won't yeah, no, say you're exactly absolutely right. What it is, but they 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 will make an attempt well, later in the season to explain why. But gotcha. But still, it, it's, it's not good. <laughs> Yeah, no. It's not good and it's it doesn't make any sense and it it doesn't have a purpose. Um so he's on business. Um and then Shelby uh, this is a she's being given like voiceover. Shelby says that like she was glad that he was leaving cuz she wants more alone time and I'm like more alone time with the teeth rain? 
Um, yeah. Are you feeling a bit smothered in this giant fucking house in the woods uh, <laughs> with the teeth rain? Um, I um, He's not like, they don't paint him as being particularly like overbearing or like trying to get in her business or anything. Um, so it's kind of weird that she's like, oh, thank God Matt's leaving. Um, and then we get our first of two shots of Shelby chopping one singular vegetable in her kitchen. Um, and we get this just dumb fucking jump scare where a window explodes open. Um, like the shutters explode open. Right. Um, which I think is very odd for a reenactment on a ghost show. Um, (laughs) typically they don't like shove a jump scare in there when you're watching a documentary although it right. would be, documentaries would be funnier if they put in jump scares i'm just saying right right, um, right then something inexplicable happens that they never address for the rest of the episode which is that she's chopping vegetable and there are two nurses that look like they're from like roughly the 1950s um walking down her hallway that are clearly ghosts um <laughs> <laughs> she never brings this up or mentions it to anybody ever again. Um, well, she, does she see it? Yeah, because she follows them and goes, hello, which is her favorite thing to do. Actor gotcha. Shelby loves hearing a spooky noise and being like, hello, and following it. It's her favorite. Yeah, and that's just so weird, right? Because like she sees it, meaning like the real person saw it to tell the documentary people to include it, right? So you'd think... Then they would ask her about it in the interview segment, but whatever, you know. Also, um, the thing about the nurses here, the thing that really ground my gears. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're not scary even a little bit. No. It's just two ladies walking down a hallway, and <sighs> that scare cord is doing mm-hmm. the most lifting on the planet. It is... Like, I was actively annoyed by this one because it's just Sarah Paulson walking yeah. down the hallway. And then at the end, she sees two ladies and it's like, Whoop! and I'm just like, no, you didn't earn that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's I, I think this is very much so. I don't I can't speak for Slow Beef, but maybe he may also be as jaded as I am. If you've watched the other seasons of American Horror Story, this is just them being like, there are ghosts in this house because almost mm. every other season of American Horror Story will be like. There are ghosts in this house in some yeah. capacity. And there's, yeah, there's even, like, established, like, war rules that they adhere to between seasons, which we don't have to get into now, but I'm just saying, like, it is it is a common thing. You yeah, know? like, unscary ghosts that they play a sting for is just them being, like, in this season, we have ghosts. Like, that's yeah. them being, like, we're using this mechanic, we're playing by these rules, and it is very annoying because, again, they're not scary ghosts, Um Right. So no, it's just no. telling no. anybody who has seen any other season besides cult um, or 1984, probably or 1985, whatever it is, wow. um, that <laughs> we are playing by our weird ghost rules that we have in all of our other connected seasons, um, yeah. which means there will be ghosts um, and they may just hang out. They're just going to be people who will like, hang out with you and you can interact with characters. Yeah, more or less. But yeah. they're dead. Yeah. Um, maybe you know that. Worry. Maybe you don't. The- anyway. <laughs> These but ones, these, not, these. not relevant to the episode because nobody no. mentions them for the rest of the show. Um, it's but fun. yeah, they're just like hanging out to two non-scary nurses. Kind of, They kind of glare at Shelby a little bit um, and then just kind of walk down the hallway. And she's like, hello, and follows them, turns on the light. They're not there. Um, and then she chooses to not but, mention it, I guess. Like to some extent, I get they're trying to do the horror of living in 
like an old house like this in the middle of nowhere? Because it absolutely can start to get to you, right? Like yeah, the random course. little noises houses make as the temperature changes and they creak and crack mm-hmm. and all that. Yep. I totally get it. The problem is <clears throat> when you're doing that kind of horror, you hear noises and you might occasionally see a door close on its own or whatever because of, you know, currents. But like mm-hmm. you don't see two nurses at the end of a hallway going hey what's up yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah like like the only the only way this could be more like not scary is if it was like that recent texas news story of a ghost that allegedly when a lady was showering said oh looking good <laughs> Man, amazing. Oh, i want supportive ghost roommates yeah. <laughs> scumbag ghost awesome yeah. <laughs> coming to a theater near you Ghost just whispers in your ear, you should smile more. <laughs> Got room for one more in there. Don't worry, I'm dead. <laughs> no Viagra for this lady. <laughs> Don't work. Oh Don't even God. worry. <laughs> the ghost is a Valerie Solanas. It's just one big callback. <sighs> so, like, they also try to do this thing where, like, when she's cutting vegetables, she's also drinking a glass of wine. So they like they always make sure, kind of like with Meadow smoking weed and like people smoking weed in the last season, they always make sure to include something so that we like understand that the character may not be a reliable narrator, but it's always like paper thin excuses. Like you don't drink yeah. one glass of wine or fall asleep during yoga and then hallucinate teeth hail. Um, right. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a severe psychological condition if that's what's happening. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's drinking a glass of wine, um, and she sees some ghost ladies and chooses not to tell anybody. And then she's like, I'm going to pour another glass of wine and go out to the worst tub known to man, which is, um, a weird not jacuzzi, which is made of wood that's in the middle of the woods. It appears to be kind of far away from the house, um, in the middle of the night, uh, and, uh, and there's no LEDs. There's no gamer tub. No, it's this not a gamer sucks. tub. This is not it's a. Over. It's not a. It is for all. Like it is not a plugged in tub. It is a wooden circular it is a wash, basin. wash basin. It is a basin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is a basin. It yeah. does yep. have a deck around it, kind of. So like, I guess she thought, well, I'm I'm supposed to get in here. Um, so she does. Uh, and it's dirt. It's dirty. Uh, and I'm sure that <laughs> she got seven different types of parasites from being in this weird tub. Plus, it can't be like warm or cold it's probably just whatever temperature it is outside because again it's not a hot tub it's not plugged into anything it's just right temperature whatever temperature so she's essentially just getting in like water um of nondescript temperature i love to get into old standing water in the middle of the woods and just oh, yeah. take it in because i'm really like, i'm just like and I just hope the Giardia gets into my butt, <laughs> mostly. There's yeah. no insects or anything that would go in your tepid water anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just perfectly fine, I'm sure. What's a, what's a mosquito? What is... Who needs a filter? Who needs anything? Just get a bucket of water. That's how you make a big pool, right? Just tons of water. You're fine. But luckily the tetanus is the least of Shelby's worries because she starts to relax into this weird uh, Giardia pool. And... Um, some hands come out of the dark woods that she's surrounded by and start um, drowning her. Um, you can kind of oh. tell for like a brief second that like they're wearing old timey clothes, I guess. Um, but she's getting drowned. Um, and then that's the end of that scene. Uh, they also break her wine glass, which I feel like is a uh, plot a- hole because they mention later that nothing they can't find anything around the tub, which I feel like glass 
spilled wine. Um, what you know, a Roanoke nightmare. Ah, <laughs> this is truly Shelby's Roanoke nightmare. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know. Oh, well, it would be mine too. If, but yeah, that <laughs> so. tub is my Roanoke nightmare. Getting in that tub, my Roanoke nightmare. In fact, I would kind of at that point hope they would successfully drown me um, so that I wouldn't have to live with the parasites and amoebas that I would get in my brain afterwards. Because she, she submerges herself in the water before she's drowned, by the way. Like she goes under there like it's a relaxing jacuzzi. Um, yeah. So she chooses to submerge her eyeballs and other soft flesh meats. <laughs> my Roanoke diarrhea. <laughs> she doesn't drown it goes to the next scene which is matt coming home for the first time um from his cut short business trip um there is police at the house and by police at the house i mean one um one guy there's one cop at the house um and he says that shelby's nowhere to be found um but he says that shelby says that there were some people in old-timey costumes and pitchforks that tried to drown her. Um, but he's like, I couldn't find any footprints or fingerprints. And I'm like, you're one cop in a little tiny town and yeah, they right? give you a fingerprint kit? Wow, goddamn. Also, my question is, what did you fingerprint? Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> to dust for fingerprints, you need a surface that's been interacted with. That's the... That's how Shelby's, that works. They Shelby's need to touch face. it. He Nothing in the Shelby's water. Face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shelby, Shelby, here, let me let me dust you a little bit. Let me dust you. Hey, hey, drink this. I threw the powder in that water and nothing came up. <laughs> no fingerprints. I, I poured a whole bottle of Luminol in that tub. Can't see shit. <laughs> Not the thing. He's like, damn, I'm so good at being a cop. Um, <laughs> and he's like, there's no footprints either. And I'm like... It's the woods, and, like, it didn't rain recently. Like, it's dry, like, soil. There wouldn't be <laughs> footprints. Um, anyway, uh, and then Matt's like, this has got to be the rednecks. Um, and I'm like, ah, okay. Um, and <laughs> Show then the me rednecks. Like, <laughs> the cop's like, you know what? You're right. It probably was the rednecks who tried to drown your wife. Even though I just said that I couldn't find anything. I I believe you. It's probably the Polks. I'm going to go find them, but they're kind of hard to track down. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? Do they live in the yeah, woods? It, are they, yeah, are they like vagrants inside of the woods? Like, do they just randomly relocate every month or two? Like, what? Because it's like a small town is mm -hmm. the whole premise of this. It's a small town. Of the, again, as someone who has lived in a situation similar to this, you know where your neighbors are. If you only have four neighbors, you know where all four of them are. And like, that's the thing. Like, he says it in a way that, like, ah, oh, shit, you're right. The Polks are always getting up to trouble, and I've had to track them down in the past. Like, that's the subtext and of what he's saying. My job's hard, is what he's basically saying. <laughs> yeah, like, I got a long day ahead of me. He's like, I might take a nap it. first, <sighs> if you don't mind. <laughs> like... Not in that tub, though. Not in that tub. Absolutely yeah, no. not in that tub. Um, and then yeah, Matt goes, "All right, what are you? What are you gonna do about it?" And he goes, "I don't know. Get a gun, I guess." <laughs> and then Matt goes, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> it, it is such a funny scene because Matt is walking in the house to find Shelby, and like he's already halfway through the door, and he's kind of like power walking into the house yeah. and like the cop kind of passive he's like you should maybe get a gun which i'm i'm not advocating for everybody having firearms but if you live on a rural property probably a good idea to have at least a shotgun for animals like just i was gonna yeah. say yeah like this is yeah it is it is not that like like i know they're like oh they're la people they would never have a gun like but like it, you wouldn't react from, this way 
He literally stopped uh, dead he, in his he had, yeah. he had a clawed open trash can catapulted 50 feet at him. Get a gun, yeah. man. Also, yeah. Get a gun. Like, yeah, Plus, like, sorry. I, I personally am, you know, fairly on the whole a little bit against guns on average. But I will say, um, if a demon has attacked you, <laughs> yeah. probably or, okay. You know, probably a good situation. Rules, or if you're being harassed. Some hillbillies tried to drown your wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Maybe also not a bad idea. But you know what, too? He said his family's from North Carolina, meaning, like, mm-hmm. the concept of gun ownership is not like, what? How dare you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you don't have anyone in your family, like, down, like, they're, like, that is down south, like, who mm-hmm. had a gun. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah, we fine. We know for like, a fact. We, especially when his sister is yeah, a cop. We right. know for a fact <laughs> yeah. that someone in his family has a gun because we're about to meet her. Um, but, yeah, he literally, it, what's very funny is, again, he stops dead in his tracks as he wa- he's walking in, turns 180 to the cop who's just kind of walking away because he didn't say anything that weird. And he goes, what? Like, Lil John. Yeah. It's very funny. Um, I think, he's, yeah. He's so bu- tilted about it. I think he's supposed to be mad, like, the cops aren't going to do anything, and they told me to get a gun. But honestly, though, it is good advice. Like, so, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. I mean, granted, yes, the cops should be doing something beyond, like, well, got to go find the pokes. <sighs> I guess maybe I'll get something there. We'll see. I'll try to follow up if I can think, you know, fine. guess I'll whatever. climb all the local trees and see if they're up yeah. there. It's always a nightmare when I have to find <laughs> the pokes. You're welcome, uh, by the way, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. I'm the only police officer around here. Um... And then, like, there's not, we don't really see a whole lot, but then, like, the uh, interview Shelby voiceover is expressing that, like, she didn't mention it to Matt, um, but she doesn't want to live there anymore, um, and that she's not going to tell Matt she doesn't want to live there anymore, I guess, because they just moved. And again, I would like to remind everybody. Because she got got a little moist when Matt was like, I'm getting rid of our life savings. And she was like, okay, (laughs) sick. And now she's like, oh, fuck, that was dumb. I'm not, (laughs) yeah. Dumb. Oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, Again, that makes it extra frustrating because, like, I don't imagine they, like, weren't already living there when they found this house. So this would be now the third move. Like, you already just moved twice. Why is the third one so bad? Look, I can I can get behind it actually a bit, right? Because it is like, look, you it is a big deal to have your first house, and it's a big deal to move across the country, and this is like the plan you've made, and like you know, if Matt really liked it, maybe you know, even like. You might even be like, I don't know, like, I don't want to live here anymore. But also, it's because I thought I saw a ghost. So, may- you know what I mean? It, it's, I don't think this is yeah. so outside the realm of things. It's just yeah. that, also, to be fair to her, like, also, to be fair to the other side of the argument, it, there has been teeth. There has yeah. been, <laughs> you know, demonic trash cans. So, I, I do think it's wiser to move out. I, at least just saying well, I'm getting it. I get it. But anyway. Also, yeah. like... The thing is, for that counter argument to work, which I totally get it, it would require this to be like an empathetic couple that works well <laughs> together. Um, mm-hmm. And they actively don't tell each other about horrifying events on the regular. Right. I can't wait for what Matt decides to not bring up. Because <laughs> yeah. that's, whoa, boy, next scene. So, um. <laughs> Matt and Shelby are in bed. They hear the pig man outside again. Woo, going wild. Uh, yeah, and he sounds like he has been stabbed in a leg or something. Yeah. Um. So Matt's like, I gotta go help that pig man. No, but uh, gotta be that goddamn raccoon again. <laughs> Just goes out. <laughs> and someone leaves. Yeah, like a, a like slashed apart pig carcass but like not butchered like just like someone like 
kind of was rude to this pig to death <laughs> instead of like making it ready to be consumed. It's not the it, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. They scrubbed it really <laughs> um, hard with like a pumice stone, and like its ears came off. Like that's pretty yeah. much what happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and so Matt's like. Well, my wife is probably terrified and waiting for me in bed. Um, She's probably worried that the the pig man's going to grab me and kill me. Um, You know what? I think I'm going to carry this pig carcass offsite and bury it real quick and then come back. I think that's a normal thing to do. And then if my wife asks what took so long, I'll go, whew, big raccoon. I had to bury it (laughs) out in the woods by myself. (laughs) And he's still convinced. And that's what happens. Yep. That, that's what happens, yeah, no. by the way. Just to be clear. Yeah. He literally, like, steps outside briefly, goes, okay, honey, I'm going to go check on this. And then t- gets a shovel, walks into the woods, digs a hole, buries a pig in it, and covers the pig up, back up, and then goes back to bed, covered in pig and dirt, I presume, and goes, oh, no worries, honey. <laughs> and just tucks back Which, in. somebody, I think I, in my chat while I was watching it mentioned this, and I didn't even think about it. Like, why did you need to bury the pig? Why couldn't you just, like, yeet it and, into the woods? And it's a terrible idea, because if you also think, I mean, the pokes might be involved, and maybe they left this, like, that's something to show police for, like, mm-hmm. you know, the case you're building against them, and not, like, they buried it. Uh, they buried it, though, trust me. You know what I mean? You know, like, you should keep a dead Ooh. guinea pig in your freezer to show the police officers after it's exploded in your microwave. Yeah, Something exactly. Like Normal people <laughs> shit, you know. Normal American horror yeah. story shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have one piece of physical evidence that you can hold in your hands, and you've decided, well, I don't want this. I don't, I don't want this. Stinky. Get rid of it. Gross. Sticky. Get it out of my sight. Um, and then that's I'll the just end of bury that. it in a shallow grave that I'm sure no animals will <laughs> smell the rotting of and get in there. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but then we're introduced to our only other named character of the day, um, which is Matt's sister. Um, actor version, the one in the reenactment, is Angela Bassett, um, mm-hmm. who is in many other uh, seasons of American Horror Story, um, and she's here to stay with Shelby. Um, the voiceover, the actual person, um, is played by Adina Porter, who I I think that's Beverly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, from Colt. Yep. Um, so the real person is played by the actress who plays Beverly. The fake version, the actor is Angela Bassett, who again is in a lot of different seasons. Um, and so in the over, like they're interviewing the real person, um, I- and she's on screen, and so she's giving like her, I guess, character introduction. Um, and she's a huge bitch about yoga. Um, and I don't even like yoga that much. I'm very anti-yoga because I hate doing it. But, like, I'm not going to judge other people for it. Um, she's, like, a middle-aged conservative boomer about yoga. It's very, very weird. Like, that's her whole characterization. Yeah, she's like, she's like, when I was playing volleyball in high school, we stretched beforehand ev- before we worked out. And that's what <laughs> yoga was to me. Yeah, she and actually like, says that. You're, yeah. like, 30. Yeah. yeah. You're, like, 30. Like, it's one of those things where if if they didn't then turn around in the next scene and go, oh, she's a cop, I'd be like, oh, that's why she's a stupid piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, by the way, you know, one thing, too, because, like, Angela Bassett, I, did, I think she's joined American Horror Story in season three, and I noticed season seven, she's not around, 
And there's another famous actress in this season who is around since about season three, who I also noticed is not around in seven. So I get the feeling a lot of these actors with like more Paul in Hollywood were kind of like, I'm not doing this cult shit. And you never hear from them again on American Horror Story. But that's well, the they, Yeah, they are so much better off for not uh, yeah. opting into cult. Um <sighs> yeah, right. and then like the we're still doing the voice or we're still getting introduced to real life Lee. Um, and she like says that she also like doesn't like that Shelby has a gluten allergy, which I guess they're trying to characterize like this is a practical lady from the south who doesn't like the like the lady from LA who does yoga the, the and can't eat, LA yeah, yeah, can't eat gluten. Yeah. Exactly. Um she's also a cop. Um, but then she segues immediately into like her deal. Um, who, which is uh-huh. that, which is that she's addicted to pain pills. It is, it is the biggest propaganda shit I have seen American Horror Story pull <laughs> so far. It is, it is the myth of a cop breaking into a drug den where a bunch of people are just lying on the ra- on the ground out of their minds on what, what are those again? Opioids? Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this cop, uh, off her ass on opioids, uh, breaks into a, a drug den full of people on opioids. And then, um, there's a perfectly clean and well taken care of and well fed baby in the back <laughs> in a yeah. crib just sitting there like I'm a, I'm a little Gerber commercial just farting yep. around and so she goes back there in horror like oh no no one's taking care of this clearly very well taken care of baby yep. <laughs> what will I do and um, I guess a flashbang goes off near her which she to get, me uh, she gets shot in the shoulder they're treating it like it's a trap what, which okay. doesn't happen yeah. they're treating it like it was a trap for cops <laughs> yeah which n- no no uh, here hey do you want to know what the real life version of that was another cop shot her yeah. <laughs> because that's how cops get shot by other like, cops mostly I, I cannot overstate <laughs> the way they frame it is like she is moving which by the way she's she's not she's in her right mind in this scene she's not even on the pain pills yeah. yet she's navigating through this house um with her gun out i don't even know what they're doing i'm assuming a drug sting but everybody's od'd so i'm not sure why they have the gun out um and then she hears the baby crying and then she she crosses the threshold of the door where the baby is and she mm. like doesn't check corners like a a really bad gamer um and there's someone <laughs> hiding behind the door that we never see with a gun um in which like what would they have been doing oh. like what what was this that so, supposed to this be this is literally so so badly shot and framed i just thought it was like another cop threw a flashbang no, we just don't see the shooter something. we truly no, do not just, see the yeah. shooter it is supposed to be that oh, there's someone word. like hiding waiting for her to like investigate the baby who like is a, also a dog shit shot and only shoots her in the shoulder um, yeah. Also, like, you Again, know, I total cop again and myth shit. This has never happened. This will never happen. If a cop says this happened, they're lying. <laughs> like, that's imagine the reality. Too, it's just like it's like this ridiculous. Like I don't want to go to jail. Better shoot the cop. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it wouldn't. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But. And I'm gonna use my baby yeah. as bait so that they come in and Dude. I shoot the cop and then I get away. I guess I don't know. If sure. someone was in their right mind enough to that and they heard the cops busting, do you know what they would have done? Climbed out the window mm-hmm. and left. Yep. <laughs> they would have. They would have gone. They would have left because the easiest way <laughs> to not be arrested by the cops I, is to simply stop being where the cops are. <laughs> I'll lose my I, medical. I can tell you that. I'll lose my psychiatry business. I my sister can't go to Vassar if I go to. I better do something about this. The American I better set Horror up a Story weird way. jigsaw trap with with this baby that I have <laughs> as a weird thing, and then I'll. Damn, I forgot I'm dog shit at aiming guns. I only got her in the shoulder. Who knows? 
what happened so, to the person who shot her either. That's never right. addressed. So she's addicted to prescription painkillers. And then in another pretty like, uh, yeah, I don't think Which, so. Yeah. I, I just want to point out right now that the show never does anything to highlight the incredible hypocrisy of her breaking into a house of people full on opioids and then um, immediately afterwards getting fully addicted to opioids. They just mm-hmm. act like she is blameless in this whole thing, well, which is even how she's <laughs> even how she's caught is ridiculous because then she says like. Basically, yeah. what happens is she's like, I don't even remember the day I was caught. So she's behind the wheel of the cop car. And I haven't seen this in a while. So, I, so I'm like, oh, well, she's going to drive and get into a wreck, which is what would really kind of happen. But instead, she gets to the scene of some crime. The guy's arrested. And then the one cop's like, I just need to grab a pen out of your car. Your, uh, and he goes to her car and he sees in the seat looking for a pen. He finds um, a, a pill bottle. And that's how he knows, which is like. Oh, so that cop immediately <laughs> narked on her. Hmm. But like, that's the thing that this this scene is insane, truly hmm. insane. Because like yeah. the series of not not a single second of this scene makes sense. Because she's, I guess, she took too many pain pills. She said she took like okay. A dozen. So what it is is yeah, she she said she ramped up to taking two pills every hour, which yeah is like totally fucked. You'd be out of your mind, unable to function. Um, assuming it was only like she said it was like a couple weeks. Um, and the thing is, she's taking these pills, she sees someone speed by, and goes, oh, I know that car, that's the serial rapist's car, I guess, is, like, what she says, yeah. and then she turns the lights on, and is like, I have to get this motherfucker, this guy in particular is a real son of a bitch, I'm like, he was driving a Buick, like, yeah. what, what are you talking about, <laughs> goes into a chase, and yeah, the dude just, like, tries to do a sick ramp off of a construction <laughs> thing and just like slams his car into the end and then just climbs out of his car and pulls out a gun and she starts you know pointing a gun at him saying put the gun down etc which <laughs> wild to <laughs> pretend the cop wouldn't shoot immediately yeah. but uh, regardless she does this and then he goes no and points the gun at himself and shoots himself oh, in the right. head and yeah. she goes and she goes, that would have been his third strike, so I was glad to see the justice system actually work properly. To which I'm like, that's not your job. You're a cop. You're not Judge Dredd. Stop it. You're not the Punisher. <sighs> Fuck off. But, like, like, you are part of a justice system. Fuck off. It, and, and, uh, here's, then, and here's yeah. the most frustrating part. They, fr- they frame it like all that happens, which, by the way, she would not get blamed for. He obviously shot himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, then the cop's like, oh, the other cop's like, I gotta go get a pen. And then he does. And then he sees a legal prescription bottle so like a she didn't do anything that would have been like oh because she was under the influence this happened like no he shot himself because he didn't want to go to prison um and also the prescription (laughs) she has even if she's abusing it is a legal prescription so like it's a prescription (laughs) she got for being shot on the job so like they would know yeah but they frame it like this is the catalyst for her a getting fired b losing her husband and daughter because he divorces her and takes custody of her daughter which he gets he gets like full custody um and i'm like what part of what just happened is why all of this is happening? Because it's not that she had a legal prescription. It's not that she was under the influence and did something fucked up because she would have done that even if she was sober and he that... would have done that even if she was sober. Like, cr- I, yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand what they're trying to tell it us happened like, here. It, it, it shows like they, it, it reads to me like they're legitimately like they just don't want to show a cop being legitimately at fault. I which feel is like yeah. dumb. If, if I had to guess, <laughs> actually like is this probably something where like because it makes more sense that she does something fucked up and that's how it happens because like 
this also not only presumes the cops are like, yeah, we have to rat her out, you know, and like, and, and which everything. again, the Brotherhood of Police is famous for uh, refusing to yeah. ever do anything about their internal problems. Yeah. Right, right. So, like, which, again, exact opposite of reality. Thank you again, American Horror Story. I, I almost feel like this is them wanting to like mention something of the op- of opioid stuff, but also like maybe somebody at like FXX or FX going like, hey, can we uh, not make this cop character so whatever? Because she's also not a sympathetic character she sucks yeah. you know later like and yeah i i want to say I, I don't remember exactly so i won't say like a hundred percent but i want to say that like she's not a reliable narrator and we do find out some additional stuff later i don't remember if that's the case but it, it would for it, this to be satisfactory it would have to be that because you know, like though, yeah sorry no go ahead i was gonna no, say was this, gonna this say- just isn't satisfactory sure and you know what? Uh, that would be fine, too, except also we're seeing this documentary style, which means, in theory, at least, the people who made the documentary have checked up on some mm-hmm. of this stuff. You know what I mean? And they're like, not that it's their job to fact check per se, except it's totally fucking is because it's a documentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. But whatever. <laughs> um, all right. But anyway, sorry. So like a, a documentary just... by the people who make American Horror Story. That's yeah, exactly. That's the way it is. Yeah, totally. But um, anyway, uh, so... Yeah, so she's she's a recovering addict who's going to be living with Shelby to help now. Um, so, yeah, uh, we're back at the house then, and she's cutting more vegetables, just keeps doing carrots. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, and then she thinks she, like, leaves. Then she comes back, and the knife's gone, and she's like, what the hell? And then she, like, comes back again, and then the, or the knife is stuck in, like, a slab of raw meat in a pan in a pan on the oven you know well she was like yeah like she was cooking a big old tenderloin and then she was chopping vegetables and looked away and looked back and then the knife was sticking out of the tenderloin and um yeah for some reason she goes this was fucking lee (laughs) i know this was lee she's doing it again her little opioid brain decided to stab a knife in it i guess like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever other than the fact that these two characters are established to hate each other so much that they immediately assume the other person is the antagonist which, yeah which is to be clear there, there is no great. physical way it could have been lee without shelby seeing it because shelby turned away for maybe like <coughs> a second and a half and like the knife and cutting board is behind her and the entrance to that room is in front of her so unless lee had been just like hiding in the corner waiting for like an hour for her to start cooking dinner so that she could jump out stab the tenderloin and then leave um with like mm-hmm. literally like solid snake levels of stealth um it, yeah, it, 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 it is either sense. a ghost or someone who can stop time those yeah. are the two answers for how this happened yeah that's it <laughs> those are the only two ways this occurs <laughs> um and then lee walks in and um jump scares shelby because shelby is so on edge and lee just i can't remember what she says she's just like Hey. Yeah. <laughs> it just scares the shit out of her. I think her. she just yeah, asks like, what she's cooking. She just like walks in and is like, oh, you're cooking? Like, she just says yeah. something very, like, innocuous. Yeah. And then, yeah. Um, And then Lee tells Shelby after looking, first of all, she berates her on learning how to cook. Like, she's like, what are you doing? She's like, cooking food. She's like, oh, you cook now? She's like, yeah, I find it relaxing and I like food. And then Lee goes... Sounds dumb. Hey, by the way, I notice you're drinking wine a lot. Can you not do that around me? Because I'm holding on to sobriety and I'm making it your problem, which is definitely how sobriety works. That's definitely how it works long term healthily. And you know what is really annoying about this scene, too? Because she doesn't even say, could you not do it around me? Which I think is actually kind of reasonable. She goes, I know it's your house, but could you not drink? Which is like, wait a fucking minute. Like, 
you know what I mean? Like, I can even understand, would you mind keeping out of my sight? Would you mind not doing it in front of me? Would you not? Whatever. Yeah. But, like, you can't just tell 100%. someone, like, so you're not going to drink in your house, period, right? Like, what? Uh, also, you know? like, we, I mean, it's so wild that we watched Colt before this because it's so obvious that they've done this before and I never noticed it until Colt. And now it's so obvious. They try mm-hmm. to handle people taking and using substances in a way that someone who has never, ever used a substance would ever act yeah like, the writers have never done a substance regardless of what it is like any something they haven't done a weed they haven't done a cocaine they haven't done an adderall they've never done they've never even drunk alcohol evidently because they have this like very dare mentality about mm. literally everything and so like it doesn't make we have no reason to think that uh lee would be an alcoholic um, but for some reason, the American Horror Story writers are like, ah, if you're addicted to pain pills, you're also an alcoholic. So no substances. You can't have a substance around someone who yeah. took pain pills yeah. for an injury. Yeah. I mean, those aren't the same addiction. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, they, and they, like, but they lean into it hard yeah. here. You're also, I mean, your whole life, I mean, people are going to drink, you know what I mean? Like, it's, there's no, like, psychological program or, or like, AA or anything like that that's going to be, like, you have to tell people around you they're not a lot, they can't live their lives how they want, sorry, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't, it's just not true, but, um. Yeah. It's not a good way to live your life right. on top of that. Like, yeah. you can either internalize the self-control, which is hard and a struggle and very difficult and takes many people many years and many failed attempts to get to, and we applaud them every step of the way, mm-hmm. but you don't do it by, yeah, telling everyone, you don't walk into a bar and go, no alcohol tonight, boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, right. it's just not realistic. Like, yeah. What I, yeah. What I don't like about it is just that, like, and also it's not, it's something maybe if Lee is doing, she just, just to establish she's a jerk, okay, but it also mm-hmm. comes across like, this is what, like, people in recovery do, right? They're just assholes yeah. to everyone. It's like, no. Yeah. There's no that, addiction recovery it. program that's like, that does that. Yeah. Sorry, anyway, yeah. No, yeah. no, you like, that's 100% it is. That is, you, like, hit the nail on the <laughs> head. That is what makes it gross, is, like... If they had framed it like, oh, Lee's just an asshole and like she had just it would have actually made more sense if Lee had walked in and been like, you're really going to drink around someone who's in recovery for addiction. Like if she would have said that, we'd have been like, oh, that's just Lee being a huge tool. Like that would have made sense. But her being like, I'm barely hanging on to my sobriety. I'm trying to stay sober. You can't drink in your own house. I take pain pills like that doesn't make any sense. That's annoying. Um, Yeah. That's exactly the way they frame I, yeah. it is is in a way where it's like we're doing a thing where this character is testing the other person's sobriety. And that's not what it is. It's just Lee being an asshole. Yeah. Um, and, and the other part about this that frustrates me is they have her take a bunch of pain pills. And that is like a major character trait. Um, but they have no visible effect on her whatsoever. Like they never show them impairing her even a little tiny, teeny tiny bit. Whereas like. You know, Kai, when he was chugging Adderall, they made it pretty clear that it was starting to get to him a little bit. You know, he was freaking out or whatever. Um, This is just like the problem so far, as far as the show has shown us, the problem with uh, with Lee taking pills is just how everyone else reacts to her taking pills. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to do with the pills or her like she is faultless in this. Mm -hmm. She was fine. She didn't commit anything wrong. She's been correct every step of the way. It's just all these dang nagging people around her who want her to stop taking pills. Like it's really frustrating, especially when they have her break into an opioid den and be like, look, this is what happens to people who are out of their mind on opioids. And then later on, they have her taking 12 and she's just fucking clear as a daisy. Like it's it's so dumb. 
Yeah. And again, it's another case of, yeah, they've never done drugs, so they don't know that those are the same. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Being an alcoholic just means you like to party, right? Like, there's never any negative repercussions about it. I'm not sure why everybody's so up in arms. It, it means also that you're addicted to anything possibly addictive. Like, if mm-hmm. somebody eats, like, chocolate around you, you're like, I'm going to need something shit. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. like, it's like cigarettes. <laughs> oh, you know, like, no, it doesn't happen. Like, God. It's not like an RPG where it's like, you've got the addicting trait now, like shit. You know what I mean? Yep. Like an old RPG, I'll play it too. But anyway. As a guy who loves to loves to party, but also is very bored at any given casino. Yeah, can confirm. Not all addiction's the same. Right. <laughs> it's it's yeah. very different. Also, she's not <sighs> like, she. it doesn't even paint her as like having an addictive personality. It's literally, it's, it is a... Like a thing where if they had done even like a little bit of research, they would know that like the slope to being addicted to opioids because of having to take prescription opioids um, usually happens for a reason. And it's poor pain management on the part of like the doctor. Um, Yeah. Like it's not just like, oh, you took an addictive substance and now you're addicted to it. Like that's not how it works. It's Mm. usually a physician failing you or the medical system failing you um it's not just like you take a substance and now you are an addict that's not how it works and they have no if it idea worked like that do doctors that. would not use it yeah right. doctors exactly. simply would not use it ever if that was the pipeline yeah 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 um so they really mishandle that and they will for the rest of the series um and they she asks shelby not to drink um which <laughs> is that scene and then in the next scene oh actually there is a little bit in between where um Lee, uh, Shelby is like, man, I think I would feel safer if you hadn't lost your badge and gun. Um, and then Lee's like, oh, no, I still have my gun. Um, <laughs> I believe she says explic- explicitly, mama's still packing, which to me was just like, why did you become an action movie character in the middle of the scene? It was so weird. Yeah, like, you're going to tell us that this, like, you being the writers of American Horror Story, you're going to characterize this character as, like, an addict who is, allegedly, that's an issue, even though it has not affected her negatively in any way, except for other people's perception. Um, and then tell her, tell us that she also has a gun that she shouldn't have anymore. Um, yeah. Weird. Weird that we should be um, trusting this character at all. But we are because she's one of our main characters. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's the end of that scene now. And then they go, I guess Lee goes to bed for some reason. um, And she's awoken by the pig man hollering. Um, Don't worry. She never mentions that. Uh, But she is woken up by the pig man hollering. And then a ghost rolls an empty wine bottle into Lee's room. Um, and Lee immediately is like, fucking Shelby, um, which what a sick prank, Shelby, rolling an empty wine bottle into someone who had, who yeah. is addicted to opioids room. Even- Very much to what end is <laughs> yeah. my thing. Like, I guess Lee just woke up. So she's like extra dumb. But like also to what end? Yeah. To what end would this prank? You know what I want to do? Antagonize the person I actively already don't like being here who has told me blatantly they have a gun and also don't like me. Yeah, right? <laughs> like- <laughs> and is here to sort of protect me in case there's ghosts or whatever. You know, it's all nonsense. I hate to, uh, you know, like, so yeah, Um, she comes to that conclusion. They start to like argue about it. So like, um, what, you, what happens here? Oh yeah, and then Matt. So what happens yeah. is we cut to Lee, or we cut to uh, Matt in, yeah. in in you know another place Who's looking at, another at the ring cameras trip. he had installed. Yeah, yeah, and he had installed some security cameras around the premises, and he gets an alert from him, and he's like, "Oh, I was just hoping it was my wife messaging me to tell me she was having a good night or whatever." And oh no, it was actually an alert that there's a bunch of 
a, a bunch of random dudes with pitchforks walking into our uh, walking around our, our our place. So he calls them because apparently Matt gets alerts about this, but Shelby does not. Well, he, <laughs> they did he, not. He, yeah, right. Because <laughs> he inst- he installed and, those security cameras too. I think is what he did. Right. I don't know if we mentioned yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. But like again, why would Shelby not get anyway? So he then calls her and goes. Oh, God, I need to relay this information. If only I had hooked it up to alert them at the house. Oh, no, what have I done? And um, none of them noticed that the phone is ringing because it was on a table nearby and they were fighting with each other. So they didn't they didn't notice. Um, uh, yeah. So then the mob is just in the house and in the basement, apparently. And there's just people being like, in the basement. And so they're like, all right, well, see what's going on down there. Um, and the, the, they, by the way, make a point of Shelby asks Lee, wait, let's go get your gun, which again, reasonable. Yeah. You, you, it appears there have been a people, a group of people breaking into your house. Okay, sure. If you're in a horror movie, that's the right call. And Lee goes, no, it's upstairs locked in a drawer like it should be. Yeah. It's like really responsible gun ownership right now. <laughs> that's, that's when we're going to break but it But that's out. insane too because this is why you unlock it and bring it yeah. because there's intruders in the house. That's the point. Because she says like, where's your gun? Locked up like it should be. No, it shouldn't because you're supposed to Also, be. in which case then the follow-up to that is, okay, let's go upstairs yeah. and go get your gun. <laughs> and instead they go, no, we don't have time for that. Let's go into the basement unarmed. <laughs> Which, sure, man. Sure, why not? Um, yeah, it's totally. So yeah. they go down there, and there is a TV playing some some found footage of a um, just some a guy being like, "Finally got that little bastard. Finally got that little shit. Got him. I'm gonna get him." And then yep. it just cuts up, and there's <laughs> a, a just like a like a like a like a gangly teen with a pig mask on. <laughs> Just being like, oh, 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 and that's kind of where it ends. <laughs> it would have been really good with like Benny Hill music playing after it of this guy like desperately chasing down the sky. It's like, you can't catch me. I'm a little guy in a pig mask, like going really fast into the woods. Yeah. It's, uh, it's and it's, it's not meant to be funny, but there's this very funny, it cuts away to this very funny shot of Matt just like, oh no, looking at the ring camera. And there's like just so many people in old timey clothing and torches coming like so many like 50 mm-hmm. plus people coming into his house and he's like Muh. and then he literally like is just watching it isn't doing anything really like he's just standing mm-hmm. in his hotel room and then he goes ah! and then grabs his keys <laughs> and decides to leave and, they, and he <laughs> says i knew that even two hours away i would arrive before the police did anything to which what yeah right like so i didn't even bother yeah, yeah so i didn't try also- i didn't even call them so, like, I don't know. I guess I just knew a lot of people who were willing to drive, like, an hour to two hours for their job every day for, like, multiple years of their life. Like, I wouldn't, personally. But right. I knew a lot of guys who did. Mm-hmm. Um, just, like, setting up in a hotel, like, only, like, allegedly an hour and a half, two hours yeah. away just feels so weird to me. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, I, can, I can tell you from experience. I used to be a traveling pharmacy tech, and the only time they would ever get us a hotel um, was if it was four or more hours away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah, it, like crazy, two yeah. hours is just, like, again, that sucks if you have to do it regularly, but it sounds like he only has to do it, like, once or twice a month, which, like, if you're getting paid very well, driving for two hours four times a month isn't that 
big of a deal and probably not something they would put you in a hotel for. Yeah. And like, it, especially uh, if you choose, you opt into like, that's the thing that a lot of people, I grew up in a very, very rural area who did commute to Houston, which was like two hours. But the thing is, that's something you opt into when you choose to live in a very rural place, but still have a city job. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But. It's weird. But apparently the American Horror Story writers have also never done that. So... <laughs> they they don't know how to write around that. They're just like, ah, make him a traveling salesman, I guess, and uh, make him have to be gone all the time, I suppose. I don't know. Um, so after he decides I'm going home, we cut back to Shelby and Lee in the basement. And after they watch this video and go, oh, my God, spooky footage, the door slams and they're locked down there. And then they just hear like the entirety of the town running amok upstairs, just doing little baby steps all over, <laughs> just <laughs> stomping around. Um, and then, yeah, then the power goes out, and eventually they just like are like, okay, I guess there's no one else there. We can leave now. Definitely not just everyone like stood outside <laughs> right. or sat down or whatever. You know, like, not a great check. They walk back up and, oh, no, there's a bunch of little stick figure fellows all over. Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. This like is the some... Blair Witch Project, except not yeah. really. Yeah, it's really. It's a ritual of some form. That's all we... just generic spooky ritual dot PNG. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's bad. Like, they, uh, they, they make their, like, they being American Horror Story this season, um, they make these little, like, not Blair Witch doll things yeah. that are hanging everywhere and we're going to be seeing a lot of them so just prepare to hear a lot about them because they're going to they they show up again in this this episode we only have like 5 minutes left um and I want to say um shout outs to the town that took some serious organization to oh, set yeah. those all up that yeah, fast no, like as somebody who had been part of toilet papering teams in <laughs> you know in middle school and high school like it takes a bit you know if you want to get in get out and really hang up a bunch of things or cover an entire two story home in toilet paper in like under 20 minutes that takes some work that takes some doing you know yeah good job and, um, <laughs> good on them good on the pokes yeah keep it up keep it up uh <laughs> I, I, I don't know why you did it but keep it up <laughs> so things are about to get a little wild for the last five to ten minutes of the episode um again we're still watching the reenactment um Matt comes home for the second time this episode um, and he's like, this has got to be the Polks. It's got to be the Polks. Um, and he thinks like he's getting the information from Lee and Shelby um, and they're like, yeah, they're like, this is all the things that happened. And also they there's this this tape and he's like, the Polks made this tape. And I'm like, why? Why would they yeah. do this? Like he thinks that they're being terrorized because they're an interracial couple, which I don't know if we mentioned this. Matt is black, um, right. as is his sister. Um but he thinks it's because they're an interracial couple, um, which, I mean, is something that you would be aware of if you had grown up in the South. Um, yeah. They wouldn't do this weird psychological, like, ARG <laughs> shit. Um, where they Racists are generally very straightforward. Yeah. 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 They usually just kind of say what they're doing. Yeah, right, they yeah. don't really try and beat around the bush much. They're pretty direct. Yeah, yeah. they wouldn't like, be doing this like leaving uh, a pig, making it rain teeth, like dressing up like old-timey pilgrims type thing. Yeah, as someone who grew up in Indiana in a part of the country that was um, not great and did have some very active uh, hate happen when I was growing up that was... 
Yep. Terrible. Um, yeah, it's very direct. It's <laughs> not. They don't. Well, they don't make it a mystery. Yeah. They burn a cross. You know what's happening. Like, that's, why don't you? That's, uh, yeah. Why don't you like us? Well, you have to download our app to find out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's yeah. not a thing, right? Solve the riddle of the pig man, <laughs> and then we'll let you know. And it's like, is it just racism? Yeah. it is just racism. But first, you must solve the riddle of the pig man. Like, <laughs> Don't um, spoil it. We have a whole thing. <laughs> it's just that guy from Cult who sets up like the weird haunted house, and he's like, "No, you can't guess the ending." <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah. and then like he he's like, "Well, if it's not racism, it's because they wanted the house, and then we bought it, and that made them mad." And I'm like, "It was for sale when you found it. If they wanted it, they could have just bought it." Um, I mean, for lo- I guess losing the auction and not having enough money, but still. It's but, like, hurt. they could have bought it before the auction. It wasn't, like, the sign didn't say, like, going on auction. It just said for mm-hmm. sale. So, like, clearly sure. the, the Polks knew about the house because they were there for the auction. Um, <clears throat> and they just didn't ever buy it. Um, also, again, it's important to mention that Shelby has still not mentioned the ghost nurses, which I feel like would be something that maybe would dissuade and, uh, and Matt, Matt from... has it mentioned the um, earless the pig? Uh, yeah. a- attacked pig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These two things that I feel like, especially after your wife said, yeah, there was a weird video, which Matt watches at mm-hmm. one point of mm-hmm. a man in a pig mask running around. That seems like that would be the point where you go, Oh my God, honey! I totally forgot to tell you when you woke up that night. There was a like a deformed pig. You you were already asleep when I got back, and I totally forgot to tell you when I wake up. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Also, like, that would be a reasonable yeah. reveal here, but instead he just goes, "Huh, pigs." And I, I honestly cannot tell if it's like them being like, "Oh, the characters can't actually hear this. This is part of the documentary," or if they're just fucking stupid and never mention it. The characters, I mean. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like they're all actively hearing the pig man thing, which we all correctly identified the first time we heard it as that's a pig man. Um, It seems that all of these characters have heard the pig man multiple times and are like, that's nothing to bring up. Never mention that, actually. (laughs) So I don't know if they're like, that's just part of the like editing of the documentary. Don't worry about it. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if these characters are just brick stupid and are like, no, pig man noises, that's normal for North Carolina. Like, don't worry about it. Don't bring that up. That has nothing to do with this. That's what hillbillies sound like. (laughs) Or raccoons, I guess, if you're Matt. Um, Sure. Right. (laughs) Um, So now Matt has it in his head that it's not racism. It's that they wanted the house and that they got it. And so now Matt refuses to leave the house um, because he... Re- uh, refuses to like lose I suppose which is weird yeah this that- absolute alpha lion of a being <laughs> who got gently touched in Los Angeles crumpled over unconscious for six hours and then was like we gotta go yeah, we, we gotta, we gotta get out of the yoga I lost the, the baby but I won't lose this house yeah <laughs> he like he instantly quadruples down on that he cannot leave this house for some reason um, which is the exact <laughs> opposite of the character we first met 50 minutes ago i'm gonna um, do the alpha male thing and get my my, my addict sister to protect my wife <laughs> from this yeah Jeez. and install a ring camera that only i can see the feet of um not shelby though shelby's like i'm fucking out of here and um, yeah. she leaves without even saying goodbye she just gets in the car and is like uh you might stay here but i'm fucking out of here yeah um, and, she, and then he's scene. like shelby and then lee's like let her go 
which is like great which is like something that would almost happen in a comedy but he's like she just might need a minute or something which is like what there are a lot of scenes in this that are framed in ways that um you could very easily replace the backing track and just have it turn into a comedy scene a hundred percent yeah yeah it's um but of course, because you shouldn't take phone calls and drive, just like we learned in Doctor Strange, um, because Matt keeps incessantly calling Shelby as she's driving through the woods, because they live in the woods, mm-hmm. um, she looks down to answer her phone, and she's like, what do you want, Matt? And the second she takes her eyes off the road, Kathy Bates is in the road. Um, I hate when that mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. Um, she just absolutely destroys Kathy Bates with her car. And to, to be clear, this is like, a little old lady dressed up like a resident evil little old lady who's about to cut your nose off or whatever but yeah. also um not like a particularly mobile genre of human being if you will yeah. um and she's looking pretty far ahead on the road with fine headlights looks down for a quarter second looks up and like legitimately she instant transmissioned like goku like that's the only way she was just immediately in front of the car that close and getting hit like it kathy mm. bates touched her finger to her forehead and just whip and is over there in front of the car getting launched kathy bates uh desires are beyond your comprehension she has to get hit by this car yeah Oh, my God. So she gets BTFO'd by this car. Um, And Shelby's like, "Uh uh-oh. And then um, just ignores Matt on the phone and gets out of the car. And she's like, hello? Again, does the hello thing. Um, And finally, like... Which Matt would have heard the impact. Yeah. He would have heard that and gone, oh, fuck, are you okay? But instead, she's just like... One sec, Matt. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta go check something. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I know I couldn't have gotten very far, and you know I'm still in the woods, but I need to get out of the car. Right. Um, and she does. So she starts looking for Kathy Bates, who's on the side of the road, doing pretty well um, for yeah, someone who just got absolutely yeah. fucking pet cemeteried by a car. Um, like, the way she stands <laughs> up, too, is so funny to me because it's absolutely how, like, after a big anime fight, they have like the villain, the protagonist, like stand up and like shrug off like broken building pieces <laughs> off him or whatever. Like it's Kathy Bates doing that exact stand yeah, as it's... a little old lady and then just kind of stretching out a little bit and just kind of like shuffling off. It's like, it's just so yeah. funny. <laughs> Kathy Bates is like, well, that was weird. Gotta go. And then she just fucking shimmies and off to be into clear, the woods. Like it's, it's like a big impact. It spider webs the, um, it spider webs the windshield and like, like launches her to the side <laughs> yeah, of the road. Again, they are yeah. in the middle of the road. She is a solid seven and a half feet off of the side of the road. Like there was kinetic energy. Her marbles got blasted and there's no way. And she just pops back up like, Whew, that was tough weird. one today. <laughs> just yeah. walks away. It's, it's rough out here in the middle of the woods. <laughs> it, just, it is. Damn. <laughs> Country girls make do. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, I got stu- I got stuff I gotta go do in the woods. And then she fucks off into the woods. Um and Shelby's like, Well, that's not gonna fly. I have to find her. And I'm like, you know what? I this may be ethically or morally gray, but if the person you just destroyed with your car just gets up like that was weird and walks away, I well, feel and like you're you- yelling like <laughs> and you're yelling, Hey, are you okay? Are you all right? Do you need any help? Hello, are you okay? And like they're like, they nah. just walk off and are fine. I feel like that's you're when fine. you go. You can leave. Like, yeah, that's you, not you, a you've, you've met your obligation. You, you can officially. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You fulfilled your part. Um, now they are officially like a weird ghost person. And you can just be like, I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did leave. your due diligence. You don't need to chase her down into the woods. And, like, she's probably and then fine. You pour, and, 
And then you report to the insurance agency that you hit a deer because you're in the middle of the fucking woods and yeah. deer jump out in front of cars all the damn time. And then you just move on with your life. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yep. like, 100%. She saw her get up, be fine, and walk away. She didn't have <clears throat> blood on her. She wasn't visibly injured. She literally just brushed herself off and was like, that was weird, and then kept going. Like, you're fine. You don't need to chase her into the woods. What would you even say if you caught up to her? Like... Hey, sorry I hit you with my car. All right, bye. Like, yeah. what would you do at that point? Anyway, Shelby's now running through the woods. Um, we needed Shelby to be in the woods. And she took she takes <laughs> like 10 steps and is lost uh, now. She even explicitly says, I couldn't have been farther than 50 feet from the road. Mm-hmm. And I was lost. To which I'm like, oh, come on. City people aren't this bad at it. Like, I know I have been mm-hmm. in a scout troop who has taken some city kids into the woods. They do... It is easy for them to not realize the danger that is the woods and being lost in it and how easy that is to happen. But also, um, yeah. she could just turn around. Yeah, there's a running yeah. car. The there's a direction. running car with headlights as a beacon. You can just look for the lights yeah. and yep. walk towards it. Like, it's... Uh, classic Alan Wake shit. Yeah. yeah 100%. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but nope, Shelby's lost. Um, and then she hears a noise, an indistinct noise, which sounds like someone crashing through the woods. Um, and she does her her iconic hello um, mm-hmm. and starts moving towards it, which, again, city people aren't that fucking stupid. If you hear a, a loud noise in the woods... You don't walk towards it. It's nothing nah. good. Nothing good's nope. at the end of that noise. You don't go investigate yeah. it. What are you going to do? City people know what a bear is. Yeah. <laughs> like they, <laughs> they know that a bear will fuck you up. You they, will not win in a hand-to-hand fight with a bear. I think this is well understood. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not Shelby, though. She's never seen hail and doesn't know what a bear is. No, um, she just knows <laughs> yoga and gluten, that Shelby. <laughs> Bears are made of gluten. Oh, no, I haven't had enough gluten in our CT. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she, you know, goes to investigate the noise um, where she, like, bumps into, like, a little alcove with, like, 50 more of those little Blair Witch dolls. And she's like, oh, no, the Blair Witch dolls. Um, which, like, I, I don't know. That would be freaky, but, like, it wouldn't be, like, world-ending. But she, she treats it like it is. She falls to the ground. My response would honestly be, like, there must be a weird festival nearby. As yeah. someone who recently went to the burning of Zazobra, I'd just be like, oh, I wonder if they have a thing around here. Or, That's fun. like, very, <laughs> very generously. As a kid, like, as someone who has a kid spent a lot of time in the woods, um, mm-hmm. maybe very generously the local kids are fucking with you and they they're putting it on your like your property because they know you're gonna find it and it's gonna freak you out like again very as, generously. as a kid who threw a lot of toilet paper yeah we do that yeah, yeah. like kid, what's what's kids get in trouble that's what we do and most <laughs> rational people would see it and be like this is one of two things either the locals are fucking with me or b like I need to get the fuck out of here, um, even though that's fucked up. If it is real, I don't know what it means, so I should leave. Uh, not Shelby, though. She's just laying on the ground, like, freaking out. And then the ground starts doing this weird kind of, like, wobbling effect um, where the ground starts getting real wiggly. It- it's the Im- implication that it is alive and has some kind of giant organs underneath it pumping blood or breathing or something. Like, it's the, it's the ground is breathing. The forest is alive, I think, is, you know, the implication here. Okay. I, I didn't... I don't know how they would ever, ever expect anyone who's watching the documentary. <laughs> not, yeah. not the American Horror Story writers. The documentary makers. Who we will meet, by the way. Um... 
I don't know why they would want us to think that. Um, because that's not a thing that happens. Um, but I well, like that. I like that it interpretation. Clearly, <laughs> it clearly is what is happening in front of my face. Is they show the forest breathing and being alive, and like I've seen this in other media. That means there is something great and terrible underneath the woods. Like this is we we have found the original golden fungus that controls all of it. Like we we have found the original. <laughs> we found the the King Dracula fungi, and now we're feeding it random people who move into town like also, yeah there there there's something to be done here they're definitely not doing it yeah, yeah. you got it <laughs> also like it's very funny to imagine cuz again this is a reenactment like what are the do- what did the people who are being interviewed tell the documentary team that made them make this the reenactment cuz again that isn't what's going on um but uh <laughs> The ground's wiggling a whole bunch. Um, regardless of what it ends up being, the ground's wiggling a whole bunch. Um, mm-hmm. And then Shelby's like, well, that's not good. I got to get out of here. Um, and she scrambles away um, and is greeted by a very handsome fella uh, with a torch. And he's like, what are you doing here? Kind of. He has a look on his face, which is kind of perplexed. Then a bunch of other people <laughs> with torches show up um, and they've kind of circled her in. And she's like, "Ah, shit, people with torches. Um, and then... That's weird enough, but then a guy whose uh, brain is exposed um, wanders out of the woods, and he's like, oh, no, my brain. Um, and that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's the yeah. thing we end on. Yeah, the, the, oh, no, like, this guy's missing brain. This guy's missing his scalp. Horror story. Hate when I hate when I get surrounded by a bunch of people like that in the col- woods. <laughs> his scalp disappeared like that colony in Roanoke, see? That's his <gasps> Roanoke nightmare. But yeah, what about that guy? That guy is really having a Roanoke nightmare, huh? Seriously. This is like a big commercial also, for Excedrin. But yeah. If they're doing some big terrible thing like that, mm-hmm. then don't you think the guy's response to seeing someone he didn't recognize in the cult zone as like It wouldn't just be like, "Oh, hello." It'd be <laughs> like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey I want to talk to you." Hey. <laughs> <laughs> They were doing like this weird cult thing, and Kathy Bates just wandered off and got hit by a car oh, while it was grandma, going on. Oh, grandma! You hit grandma cult. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Old grandma, uh, worshiping Blush here. If you in front of cars in. again. Got a little bonfire going. If you're into that, if you're not, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. You don't got to be into demons. It's okay. It was. It was. It, it was BYOB, but like, it's fine. You can just hang out. Yeah. I know in mine. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is uh, going to be a really good season. Oh, you must be the na- the, the people who bought the house. Hi. Yeah. We're, the, <laughs> we're the cult. Yeah. Once a month, oh, we, we get together and we scalp old Johnny over there. He, he no hates pressure. it, but he's used to it by now. Yeah, no pressure. If you have, if you have you know, something you're uh, looking to do one weekend, you know. <laughs> we all get together. We have like we have torches. We'll get you one. Mm-hmm. We'll hook you up with one. It'll be great. Uh, the, don't worry yeah. about what's going on in the ground. That's not important. Um, yeah. But uh, that happens from time to time. It's the right. weather. You'll get used to it. Matt knows. Having a big basement like party the tooth in a month, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't let the teeth get you down. It's weird, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Well, that is yeah. episode one of season six of Roanoke. This first one is definitely going to be the longest purely because we had to get over the barrier of... Yeah. This how is, it's uh, what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... Hopefully they'll be a little quicker from here on out. Yep. But um, 
probably not because it seems like it's just gonna get dumber yeah <laughs> so that be too. ready <laughs> oh boy. Based on based on how whenever I say anything, Liz like goes. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I just know <laughs> it's gonna get really out of control. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested too, having only seen half of it. So where this oh goes? But alrighty. Oh. Till next time, everybody. Catch you later. <laughs> later. Bye. All right, I gotta drop and get back to work.